When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Some people just know bundling with Allstate means big savings. Just like they know the right ingredient means big flavor. They know honey on pizza is where it's at. And olive oil on ice cream is the cherry on top. And they know when you bundle home and auto with Allstate, you can save up to 25%. Mm -mm. Bundled savings vary by state and are not available in every state. Saving up to 25% is the countrywide average of the maximum available savings off the home policy. Allstate Vehicle and Property Insurance Company and Affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois. The following is a presentation of Learfield. Welcome to Duck Insider. Our whole athletic department, there's a level of expectations of success. Touchdown, Oregon. Out for a three. Left wing is good. Deep to right field at the water track. See ya. Really excited that we get to rep our ducks and hopefully come back to Eugene with some championships. At the buzzer. Oh! We have so many teams that are excelling right now. It's really fun to be a part of. Give it to me, baby. My house. I'm taking it there. Huge win for Oregon. is Duck Insider on the Oregon Sports Network from Learfield. Presented by On Point Community Credit Union. Better banking, local solutions. Live from the Country Financial Studio, here's Joey Mack. Hello, everybody. What a day it is. Thursday afternoon here in Eugene. It's a beautiful day outside, and we got a lot to talk about. Oregon baseball, the postseason run starts tomorrow at 4 o'clock against Michigan and the whole team is out currently in Louisville Kentucky well is it really pronounced Louisville Joey Mack had some thoughts on Twitter today and this is how we're going to open up the show you know it's funny he tweeted this out to the masses I feel like I deserved a text from Joey when he said some when he tweeted this out because this has been an ongoing discussion all year long on Oregon baseball broadcast. And how funny is it that Oregon baseball actually ends up in the Louisville Regional? Ryan, I kind of want your thoughts here. What is your pronunciation out of this list of five here? I tend to go towards the yellow, Louisville? I'm in the purple. purple. For me, it's Louisville. 
Louisville. I've to you guys on the baseball broadcast all year, and I, I've actually thought about texting you. I, I think it's Louisville. Louisville. So that's the purple one there at the bottom. Louisville. Louisville. I, it's I'm not tough. sure what the difference, though, between the purple and the green is. Yeah, I don't know. It looks like the same pronunciation to me. I don't know why Joey didn't insert his opinion here. He's just kind of opening up the public discourse, but uh, great to hear from Joey. We're going to have a lot more Oregon baseball coming up tomorrow because the team actually met with the media today. So we'll have those interviews for you on tomorrow's show as we lead you up right near the pregame show. There will be a little bit of time for you uh, in the middle. But 345, Joey Mack with the pregame show tomorrow, Oregon and Michigan getting going in the regional. I'm going to simulcast, get the TV stream going. You want Joey on the audio. I don't, I don't know if you want to listen to these national broadcasters who kind of parachute in. They don't really know about the team. Joey knows Joey knows about the team. He's been traveling with the team. That's who you want to listen to. 345 tomorrow. Okay, before we get to some Daisy Ducks interviews and learning more a little, a little bit more about their booster program and how it was started, I wanted to shine some light on some of the award winners from the O Show. Uh, and it returned after a two-year hiatus this weekend, or on Tuesday night, honored some elite performances in the Oregon Athletic Department over the last 12 months. It was a really cool program, co-hosted by a couple stud athletes in Tahina Pow Pow of the women's basketball team, Marcus Hopper the second of the football team. Tyler Gannis, the week of the postseason, performed vocals, piano. Uh, he, I saw a video of it on Twitter. He was absolutely rocking out. It was so cool. Tyler Gannis, what a stud. But some of the winners here, the Emerald Award for the Male Athlete of the Year. Congratulations to Cooper Tier. The Men of Oregon, the track and field team, honored as the department's team of the year on the men's side on the women's side the women's golf program fresh off their appearance in the national championship match play final with stanford named the women's team of the year very uh deserved absolutely uh eden hardy won the award for the female athlete of the year congratulations that's the jackson award uh, five-year letter winner in soccer, received the annual Pac-12 Student Athlete Leadership Award as well. Uh, and Leah Freeman was honored as well as the department's outstanding sophomore student athlete in 2021-2022. The Doyle Higdon Memorial Award, Megan Kiefer of track and field, won the William O. Oregon Pardon me, the Witham O Heroes Award for her commitment to the department's community outreach efforts. Boy, that was a mouthful right there. But congratulations to all the the honorees and congratulations to the hosts and some of the performances there. That was a that was pretty cool. Two year hiatus and the annual award show back. Always cool to reflect on the entire year and uh, hand out some hardware. That's pretty cool. All right, let's go to the Daisy Ducks interview. Joey had the honor of uh, interviewing a couple of the Daisy Ducks, learning more about the history, and this is this is just gold. So let's go to it here. 
It is my pleasure to be joined in the Country Financial Studio by Barb Morgan, the current president of the Daisy Ducks. First of all, a round of applause. Thanks for being Thank here. You. There's Thank always you. a round of applause from the studio audience. <laughs> and then Linda Hadeen, um, you're going to have to help me out, okay? We always do fist bumps. Can you give one to Barb because I can't reach? Thank you. That was perfect. perfect. Past president, and uh, you guys have now combined. I'm curious. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't tell him I was going to ask him this. How long have you guys been, been in the Daisies together? Together, I started, I think, in about 2001. Okay. So you're, so you're, you're working on the third decade. Yeah. And I'm relatively new, eight years wow. for me. Well, I'm glad that you guys are both here for eight years. I have to start because we were talking about this on the show, uh, leading into to our conversation here. We're recording this on a Tuesday, going to air later in the week. I did not know that it was the 50th anniversary of, of the Daisies. And I feel like for somebody in, in my role, I probably should have known that it was the 50th anniversary of the Daisies. I'm just curious, guys, if you could kind of take us through the history of it. Uh, either one of you, just tell us a little bit about the, the, the history of the Daisy Ducks, how it came to fruition, and what you guys are doing now. Well, it all started in April of 1972. Coach Enright, football coach. Okay. Um, back then, women and men roles were a little different than they are nowadays. Yeah. But Coach Enright wanted the women to be more knowledgeable about football. Husbands were asking Coach Enright, can you teach my wife something? <laughs> so uh, he said, let's do a luncheon. So we all met, we, not me, uh, at the Eugene um, Hilton. Ho- Hilton. No, no, ho- uh, hotel. Eugene Hotel. hotel. That's yeah. right. It's now a Pardon retirement me? center, yes. Uh, free uh, champagne brunch. Oh. Mm-hmm. So there were so a hoping. big turnout. Mm-hmm. Big, no, but they were expecting 50. They got 350. No kidding. And so it's like, whoa. But he taught the women, coached them what the term means, what he's doing, different plays, how they work, and stuff like that. And that's what really started the Daisies. It was in the fall of 1972 that they actually formed incorporated and started meetings and things like that so it's it's like it, it, we're at that 50-year mark here yes next yes fall. yes so where'd the name come from i've always wondered how did it start as daisy ducks well i don't know exactly but i'm assuming because donald was our so duck i assumed, so. that. Yes. Honest, I assumed that but you know what they say about assuming i don't want to assume that's anything right. correct so so that, that's interesting. So that's where it all started. That's where right. it is. But you know how we get in trouble with Disney with the uh, duck sure. uh-huh. using the daisy duck. We cannot print anything with the right. daisy that's, look. So we use a flower. Yeah. But in our internal stuff, I mean, we have a logo. <laughs> we have a logo that has the daisy, daisy on it. it, but we can't market things. Internal use only. Yes, we do you, can't. Do you have... see the, the old Oregon yes. Sports Network logo? Uh-huh. There? Yes. yes. There's a reason that it's subtly here in the studio. Yes. So I, I totally get it. Um, so, I, you know, Linda, if you could take fans through, like, for those that are unfamiliar, wh- what does a day look like at, at a Daisy meeting now? What are you guys doing uh, for Oregon Athletics over the course of, of, of any given time of period? Oh. It's <laughs> <laughs> a big question. That is over 50 years. Yeah. Yes, over 50 years. Um, obviously, our, our main thing is our, our Tuesday yeah. lunch meetings uh, that we have. And Luis, who is sitting right over here, has Woo! been very, yes. very instrumental in helping us get speakers. And we have a program chair who does that as, as well. And uh, we celebrated a birthday birthdays today. May birthdays. 
Nice. Yes, May birthdays uh, today, and uh, had uh, Coach Lanning mm-hmm. today come and speak to us, which was really, really awesome. And in the day before <laughs> before COVID, all of the sports um, uh, have a sports chair. Yeah, and. We were notorious for uh, baking cookies uh-huh. uh, in the day. Now, as I say, COVID sort of yeah. uh, put a kibosh on that, and we're trying to work our way through that and get back to it. And one of the big things we did, I was the women's golf chair okay. for a period of time, and you made goodie bags for when they traveled. Right. And I personally made some encouragement notes for them. Uh, for each of them, for their their bag, and maybe a keepsake as well, sure, and such. And uh, we volunteer to do anything that the almost <laughs> that the athletic department would like us like us to do, like fan day. And yep. Barb, you can help with. Yeah, when, uh, in the fall when we do fan day, yeah. they always ask for Daisy volunteers, and so we used to help man the different sections. We hand out the posters when people come running in, yeah, and we also have. A couple daisies that sit with the highly sought-after athletes. Sure. So, yes. you know, Marcus uh-huh. and Justin, we yes. have somebody there to help monitor the crowd We're and things familiar. like that. Yeah, We're so. Familiar. But the daisies way back when, before the athletic department is as big as it is now, yeah. we used to man the phones for the athletic department. We'd pick up prospective athletes from the airport and right. drive them here mm-hmm. we would stuff envelopes we did whatever the athletic department needed because we didn't you guys didn't have the budget right. that mm-hmm. they do now so what began as let's let's educate females about football became truly a booster and volunteer yes club. yes you know, is that a well, fair assessment yes yes we are a booster club yeah. Yeah. We actually started before the Oregon Booster Association started. Really? So it was huh. Daisy's first, and then the OBA started, and we were brought in under their umbrella. All right. So Correct. that was... Trailblazers. Yes. yes. And we have, yes. To, we have to follow all the NCAA right. guidelines, mm-hmm. et cetera. What, what was the conversation like, say, and, and, and I don't know if anyone even knows the answer to this truly now, but how many other organizations are there like this now, and how many were there then? That's what I thought. There are none, none in none. the U.S. And it's not an O, it's a zero. It's zero. a full zero. <laughs> zero. Um, we've had other schools, other people come in and say, this is awesome. How do we do it? And we tell them how that, and they haven't got it off the ground yet. Really? We don't do... We we don't do the hundred dollar handshakes. Nope, right. nope, nope. We just we love on the athletes. You know, yes. they're yes. they're all coming from home. They get homesick. We tell them we'll give you a Daisy hug. And we had one Daisy who was out uh, Oklahoma, I think it was, and she was walking along in her Daisy gear. And some guy says, "Hey!" And she turns around. And he goes, "Are you a Daisy Duck?" And she goes, "Yes." He gave her a huge hug. He goes, "I'm so and so, and I was here, and I remember getting those goodie bags." Yeah. So all yes. of these older athletes before COVID remember the Daisy Ducks. That's we cool. just love yes. on them, and that's. I mean, and I was the chair, am still chair of the marching band, yeah. even though it's not part. It's not an athletic. Right. It is part cheer. We do cheer and band, and then all of the athletic teams. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I'm fascinated by this because it's amazing to me where, where it started and then, and then where it got to mm-hmm. now. 
What's the next step? You know, we were talking, and the reason I asked this, we were talking before we, we, we started recording that, that COVID really changed things for you guys. Yes. You know, mm-hmm. so, so oh, yeah. just tell fans about that a little bit, if you could, just how, how it changed and what you guys are doing now, what you want to do in the future. Um, well, the goodie bags mm-hmm. have been stopped yeah. until by the athletic department. Right. Yes. Until we get to that point where we can do it again. Yeah. There are a couple sports that the Daisy has a real good rapport with the coach and they keep doing it because they're okay. There's, and, and there's an interaction. That's yes. Valuable. Oh, mm-hmm. yes. Yes. And then um, so we're hoping to get back to that. Mm-hmm. We do or did potlucks. So we would hold five of those a year, and we'd bring in three or four sports. Mm-hmm. And it always conflicts with, you know, they've got their, their study time and right. meetings right. and things like right. that. So trying mm-hmm. to get some teams together is difficult. But It's like herding they, cats. It is. Yes, it was. It is. But <laughs> yes. the athletes love Loved it. Yeah. I mean, we did the football at the HDC one year. You guys end up being the family away from the family. Yes, we, we are. Do. We yes, are. We, we are. The football player, we had a football player, and I remember this. He goes, this is just awesome yeah. to have. He goes, we don't sit down as a team right. and eat together. They eat by position. Yeah. And I so think you're running in and out to meetings and all this other kind of stuff, but having the Daisy Ducks and our yeah. potluck, they were all there. So all of a sudden, you know, they're all talking to each other as and a group. And this is part of the student-athlete experience. Yes, right. yes, I mean, yes. very much so. Mm-hmm. No, you, very much so. You, you're hitting on so many things that I hear from, from coaches and from athletes that you, that's what you're trying to do. You're trying to create a family environment. Mm-hmm. And, you mm-hmm. know, so I just want to reiterate, like, there's a story that Graham Abel, I don't know if he's been into one of the Daisy meetings yet. Yes. But right. Coach Abel is, is great. Last year. Um, women's soccer head coach, and he, he said when he first got here, his office is right across from, from the <laughs> studio, actually. So he said when he first got here, he goes, no, I know everybody says like it feels like a family environment. He goes, I've worked for Team USA. I've worked at other athletic departments. Like It is true that it feels that way. And so then it doesn't surprise me to hear that you guys are the only operation doing what you're doing around the entire country because that that's what makes it so unique here, which mm-hmm. is pretty cool. So mm-hmm. before I go any further, just thanks for doing that because it's a, I think that's a big deal for student-athletes. Pretty cool that this time of year we get to shine a light on many of the stories around Oregon athletics that don't get to be told in the, the fire of a, a football season, a basketball season, but – as things are cal- kind of calming down, of course, baseball in action tomorrow afternoon. Those are the stories that we get to tell. And more from the Daisy Ducks coming after this break on the Oregon Sports Network from Learfield. Look around. You can find cars like these on Auto Trader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait. Auto Trader. Money isn't interested in the fact that you dream of going to Greece. And it doesn't pace at night wondering how you'll pay for braces three times. The point is, money without people is just money. Only people can use it to run the family ranch, buy their first house, or adopt a happy old dog. To us, the powerful thing about money isn't money at all. It's helping you harness the power of yours. On Point. People are the point. Federally insured by NCUA. Equal housing opportunity. After two years of construction, my wife and I finally moved into our dream home. So when a bathtub fixture broke, causing major water damage, I was glad we had the home insurance protection we needed. How do you know your home is protected? Talk to a country financial rep like me, Nick Simon. We can help you understand your options and select coverages to meet your needs. Then if something happens to your home, you won't have any surprises. 
Need the right coverage for your home but not sure where to start? Visit TakeSimpleSteps.com or contact a local country representative. Your daily dose of Oregon athletics. This is Duck Insider from Learfield. Papa, why can't we telegraph while riding a horse? Son, there ain't no one to blame but Jeffro. He was riding old Betsy the Stallion, tip-tapping away at his telegraph, when blam, ran right into the side of the saloon. Well, if Jeffro can't do it, neither should you. Don't text and drive. Visit StopTextStopRex.org. A message brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, Project Yellow Light, and the Ad Council. Adopt U.S. Kids presents What to Expect When You're Expecting A Teenager Learning the Lingo GOAT, G-O-A-T Acronym stands for Greatest of All Time As in Spaghetti Sandwiches for Dinner They're my fave Dad, you're the GOAT You don't have to speak teen to be a perfect parent Thousands of teens in foster care will love you just the same Visit AdoptUSKids.org Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services Adopt U.S. Kids and the Ad Council Welcome back to Duck Insider, back here in the Country Financial Studios, always brought to you by On Point Community Credit Union. More coming right here with the Daisy Ducks. Joey catching up with uh, a couple of legends. What should they do? Like, if if they hear this interview and they're like, oh, this sounds like a good, this sounds like something I would want to be interested in. What what, what should fans do? Well, we do have have a website. website. We have a website. Which is Daisy Ducks. <laughs> DaisyDucks.org. Thank you. DaisyDucks.org. <laughs> yes, you can tell we go on it a yeah. lot. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, our dues is thirty-five dollars a year. Okay. It hasn't changed since the beginning. Really? You also can come to a Daisy Ducks meeting, and if you uh, are there for three times, I believe you need to become a member. Got so it. anyone can come in and see what we do at a lunch meeting okay. and and then learn about, you know, volunteer opportunities and, and such and try to get them to become an officer. <laughs> I, I hear from fans all the time that are like, hey, how do I how do I get involved? And students, too, even like, how do I get involved? Well, good option. Right? Now, the thing about the Daisy Ducks, because we are a booster organization, right. one of our sayings is anybody can be a duck right. or Daisy Duck, mm-hmm. except a student athlete. Right. Yes. So mm-hmm. we have some parents, yeah. some moms from way back wherever they are and stuff. So we send out newsletters That's and great. so they can check mm-hmm. in with us and things. So we can get anybody involved. We've yet to talk about the elephant in the room. Which, oh. This? There's a scooter for those of you watching uh, <laughs> in front of us. Linda, we were talking before we, we got recording. You, you're still nursing the old injury from back in the yeah, day. Yes, so, well, I'm sort of blending in. Maybe I should go like this. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, this is what athletics does to you in your old age. That's right. Y- yes, yeah. yes, because. I'll be there soon. <laughs> this is an Achilles injury that is a degenerative injury. And as the orthopedist said, it's a life injury, meaning that um, I worked for uh, 30 years at the duck store on oh, campus. Great. And I was uh, used my foot as a f- uh, foot wedge, moving boxes <laughs> around. And, and I also played racquetball, softball, volleyball, intramurally, quite uh, 
robustly. Intensely. Intensely. Yeah. Very good work. She is intense. In, intense. I've been on the golf course with intensely. her. Intensely. Yeah. Oh, I play golf as well. <laughs> Plus, I fly fish. And anyway, it manifested itself in my Achilles heel. Isn't so that? Yes. message to all current perspective anything else athletes take care of your body <laughs> yeah. and listen to your athletic trainers yes is exactly. that that's our takeaway uh-huh. and and you know i'm not a spring chicken i admit <laughs> that and yes it does catch up with you at some point in time it really does yeah it, it's it's the age card yeah. that's what i call it and, but but I, the reason i bring it up is thanks again for coming in um because it, oh, yes i know that it's uh it, it can be a lot to to even come in and, and chat with a schmuck like me so oh. just thanks for taking <laughs> yeah. the time oh uh, you're very truthfully w- you're very welcome so happy anniversary huh I thank mean, you 50th anniversary thank you. I, I i think that we covered a lot of like i was just curious for fans to hear a little bit of the backstory but there's one thing that every fan's going to want to know. Scott and I were talking about this. Okay. What's the origin of bingo? Where did oh. that begin? How did that come into it being was, a tradition at the U of O? At, what's the year? Oh, I was going to say, now I have to look at the notes. We've got notes. Yes, yes. Yes, it's... 1983. 19, 1983. Yeah, yes. 19, 1983. And I think this is hysterical, actually, is... Um, it was at Matt Court yeah. in yep. 1983, and uh, the first check that uh, was given to the athletic department was $4,800, and the ath- and we'll tell the reason I'm saying this is because, and excuse me for reading, it, okay. <laughs> you know, uh, is is it's transitioned. Or transformed. Interesting. It says the department asked the Daisy Ducks if they were okay with the money being used for cleaning and painting the inside of Mac Court. Probably needed. They <laughs> they agreed that it should be used as such. Well, so today. now what it is because I sell bingo yeah. and I love to sell bingo. It's a fundraiser for uh, our athletic scholarships. So it goes toward the, the yes. general scholarship. Yeah, yeah. So that's yeah, what general. I Actually, no. It goes towards our, our scholarships. Oh, yeah, yeah. Daisy Ducks. Daisy Ducks. Daisy Ducks. Daisy there's, two, there's, two. there's two scholarships we just learned. I thought both were endowed. One is endowed. Okay. And we have a soccer player that is, is yes. benefiting from that. And then... The second one, it's very close to being endowed. Awesome. It should well. be by the end of this year. That's pretty special. And we, we put the, the um, winnings from, uh, for all those people from afar that go, you sold me a bingo ticket. I didn't win. <laughs> <laughs> this is, yes, right here. That's Scott. Oh, Scott. Yeah. Scott. Yeah. What, how did the crumple it up and throw it tradition come into play? Oh, I have no idea. That my, just took on its own. My husband. <laughs> yeah. We've solved the mystery. We've solved it's the Linda's mystery. It's Linda's husband. Yeah. I want you to know that he's going to get credit for that on the radio broadcast forevermore. <laughs> because I, I have asked. So I, I have been around the University of Oregon since 2007. Right, in mm-hmm. some capacity. And no one I've ever asked has known the origin exactly. <laughs> I've, I've asked Jerry a little bit. Jerry's always been like, I don't know. It just kind of started happening. Like, It's probably those kids. Yeah. Yes. I mean, I go to the women's basketball games, and the coaches' kids are down below, and yeah. they turn around, and they're – Asking they're for ready. him. Yeah, oh, yeah. They're ready for uh-huh. him. Well, yes. so see, that you know, we got into the, the real hard-hitting 
question <laughs> here of the origin of, of bingo, because it's become a tradition. Oh, it has. You know, it it's, is. It's been a tradition has. for decades. Uh-huh. No, it is awesome. And people, I mean, I sell downstairs, as it were, in the club level and the founders level. And I think one of my greatest stories that I really like is I see Rich Brooks across <laughs> the way. And I'm not afraid to ask anyone if they want a bingo ticket. And I ask them. And he's with about three or four of his buddies. You know, and they the buddies see me walk up and they sort of, you know, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> and Rich goes, yes, of course I want a bingo ticket. <laughs> and then, of course, what happened? Did his buddies got off their wallets? <laughs> <laughs> it was awesome. You can't. Uh, so you can't. thank you, Rich, out there if you're watching. You can't make this up. This no. is great. No. It's when awesome. I was selling before the twins, uh, <laughs> the there was a USC fan. So okay. he's sitting behind the bench, and I'm hitting the bowl and going through. He gave me a 20. And I said, oh, you want 20? How are you going to count? do that? And he goes, no, no, no. You take 20 and go give them to the students. So I went through the student section, and I told him as I'm handing it, I said, if you win, thank that guy over That's there. That's right. Thank that him. That USC guy <laughs> gave you that uh, ticket. It's a smart fan. Ah. That's yes. a smart road mm-hmm. fan mm-hmm. right there. Well, what did we miss? I mean, anything else that you guys think fans should know? I mean, just thanks again for taking the time and, and celebrating. Mm-hmm. I mean, 50th 50 anniversary. Years. Right. That's awesome. That's yeah. just so awesome. Our membership is, because of COVID, it's about 170. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, do, yes. During the Marcus years, we were up to one, 240. Mm-hmm. So, so the we goal have, is 250? It's, the goal is 250, yeah. I like mm-hmm. it. Yeah. And we meet uh, every Tuesday during the school year. We follow the academic year just yeah. like everything else. And we meet Tuesdays at Roaring Rapids. Okay. Doors open at 11. Meeting starts at noon. So if you're working, you get off at noon, you drive to Roaring Rapids, you eat, you catch the meeting. At 1245, you get back. You won't miss your, any work. Lunch break. <laughs> That's right. That's the way this, I started. This That's, is speaking from the worker bee. I was yes. going to say, from experience. <laughs> yes. 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 From experience. Yes. Well, thank you so much again for, for <laughs> taking the time. Uh, and again, website, daisyducks.org. Yes. Uh, fans are interested. And, and thanks again for mm-hmm. coming in. You're Linda, Barb, thank you. Can, can you do the fist bump? Yes. yes. Chain again. Thank there you. There we go. Perfect. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Linda Hadeen. Barb Morgan, the Daisy Ducks, cool to hear their story, the background of bingo, where they came from, all that. And, uh, you know, really grateful that they were able to spend some time in the studio with Joey. Absolutely. All right, more coming. We're going to get more into the Hall of Fame interviews. We've been plowing through those. Good one coming on the Oregon Sports Network from Learfield. At Shadow Hills Country Club, our all-inclusive event pricing allows us to take care of all of the details while you enjoy your event. Our wedding garden, expansive grounds, ballroom, and meeting rooms can accommodate any size event and come complete with full catering and service staff. From weddings to business and social events, Shadow Hills offers the benefits of a resort atmosphere and the peace of a country setting just minutes from downtown Eugene. For more details, call us today or go to shadowhillsevents.com. From the weight room to the classroom, on the field and off it, On Point proudly supports University of Oregon athletics because student-athletes do so much more than bring us pride on game day. They bring our entire community together in Eugene and all across Oregon. So whether you're watching the game in the stadium, at home, or at your favorite local business, their success makes all of us stronger. On Point Community Credit Union. Join in. OnPointCU.com. Federally insured by NCUA. Equal housing opportunity. 
listening to Duck Insider. Duck Insider on the Oregon Sports Network from Learfield. faucet running that's not a faucet that's a river rushing through the forest forest rivers provide over 100 million people with clean water to drink what i can't hear you because of the vacuum that's not a vacuum that's the trees in the forest cleaning up the air we breathe i didn't know the trees were so amazing yep and the forest gives us shade trees to climb that's awesome let's go explore some more visit the forest today and enjoy all it does just for you to learn more about the forest and find one near you go to discovertheforest.org brought to you by the u.s forest service and the ad council you're not too cool for me. And in return, I reciprocate that sentiment. I'll never be too cool for you. I was a man with a plan, but now I'm a dad with a decree, and you can't take that from me. Please let it be noted that I told my job they can dock my pay. Right now, it's just too important to take you to school every day. I want to be legendary for you. I want you to puff out your chest when you go to school the same way I do. I walk taller because of you, because I found everything to live for. That's dedication. Visit fatherhood.gov to hear more. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Back here in the Country Financial Studios, it's Stuck Insider, brought to you by On Point Community Credit Union. I'm Jordan Brenner. We have a Hall of Fame interview coming up. Scott McGee, two, one of only two NCAA champions in the history of the University of Oregon in the hammer throw. Only one duck ever has thrown the hammer farther than McGee, and uh, some of his records have lasted long after his graduation, even 30 years. Joey was able to interview him as a part of the Hall of Fame induction ceremony this year. The legacy, though, that you built and that has been continued here at the University of Oregon with track and field, just how proud are you of that legacy and and what you helped start and really establish and keep going? Yeah, so um, the throwing... When I came to Oregon, I mean, it was already off and running quite well. Um, And to be a part of that and get to step into that role um, and continue it on, um, you know, it's just incredible. And just to see it continue still today is really great because it hasn't stopped. Yeah. You know, there's still great throwers coming through Oregon, and it's really, really good to see. Tell us a little bit about your journey. I mean, how how did you get started? Uh, How did you get to where you are now? Oh, yeah, that's an interesting one. Um... I was not a thrower in high school when I started out. Um, I was a football player, and I went out for, like many, track was a second thing to do. I went out there to get faster. I wanted to be faster in football, so I went out, and I was a sprinter. Um, And then, (laughs) you know, coaches, the little things sometimes. There's the coaches that get you through the workouts and, you know, say things to you that sometimes at the time you're like, what? And then there's a coach that just makes one decision and how important that is. And so um, my sophomore year in high school, out for track, getting ready to sprint, and the head coach comes up to me, um, Jim Montgomery, and he says, Scott, you know, I think think you should try throwing this year. I'm like, coach, we make fun of the throwers. And um, so I'm like, all right, fine. I'll, you know, I'll try throwing. And, you know, I tried throwing. I don't know a lot of people this, but throwers at first don't really know about throwing shoes and how important they are. I tried wrestling shoes. I tried court shoes. I tried all sort of things. And then by my junior year, I'd gotten better, gotten pretty good at it, and still didn't have throwing shoes. And my sister actually um, bought me my first pair of throwing shoes when I was in high school. 
And from that point on, um, I did really well. I ended up winning the state um, in the shot put my senior year. Um, and then I remember when Stuart Toger um, and John Gillespie came, you know, to visit. And honestly, at first, I, I didn't really know that much. I mean, I knew Oregon, but I didn't know that much about them. So afterwards, I talked to my coach. I'm like, so who are, who are these guys? And he's just shaking his head. He goes, well, Stuart, the one that was here, he's the national hammer coach for the country. <laughs> it's like, oh. All right, well, that might be a good place to go then. <laughs> and so then when I get to the University of Oregon, what's the first thing that happens? I don't know what the hammer is. Oh, you're going to throw the hammer. Okay. And I remember the first day, the first day I'm there throwing, and fortunately, Ken Flax had come back. And I'm throwing, and I'm, I'm trying to figure things out, and my hand's getting really sore. And, and Ken comes up to me, looks at me, goes, rookie. And he throws a glove at me. I was throwing barehanded. I didn't know you were supposed to wear a glove again. I didn't know what the hammer was. So um, that's how it got started. And um, from there, it took off. What was that feeling like when you won the title, when you won the national championship? Yeah, um, that, I think more than anything, just all the hard work, you know, you realize you don't really think about it when you're doing it. Um, and then when you actually, at the end of it, I mean, it takes to the last throw sometimes, and it was. You know, last throw finally happened, and it's like you kind of look around, it's like, I just won. I mean, it just, it was interesting. It just hit me like that. Um, but it, it, you know, that was, then it was honestly, I'll be totally honest, okay, what's next? I got I to gotta get to the next thing. And a lot of that goes with just the coach that we had. He was very good at keeping us grounded. Some favorite memories to share. Yeah, do you have some? Memory. I do. Actually, there was one. The one thing I remember that really motivated me, um, Probably the most was uh, my, my freshman year. Um, Pac-10s was coming up. Really wanted to go to Pac-10s. And Bill Dillinger just was like, you know, and he was right. I wasn't, the distance I'd thrown would not have really scored any points at the Pac-10 meet. But Stuart was saying to him, Bill, no, you really should take him. He's going to score. He said, no, no, no. <laughs> so I didn't go. And so Stuart said, all right, you're going up to a meet in Corvallis. So I go up to Corvallis uh, to a meet. It was just an open meet, and I ended up throwing the qualifying mark for the NCAs. <laughs> so I got to go to the NCAs, but not the Pac-10s. <laughs> well, I guess it worked out. <laughs> it worked out. It worked out. Who, who do you want to thank, and who's here with you tonight uh, helping you celebrate? Um, so obviously my sister. I'm just going to start off with that. Just, I mean, my first pair of throwing shoes. Um, just really supportive family, competitive family. Um, that is so important. I, I, growing up with a family that just constantly, um, we were involved in sports, competing. Um, my dad got me started, you know, little league right off the bat. And, you know, as far as um, parents and the things that they do, I just remember him being the running the league, being my coach, and umpiring the games. I don't know how you did it, but um, just that, that beginning of that was just incredible. And then um, in college, um, this was the Pac-10s, first Pac-10 championship that I won. Um, we were up at UW. And um, some people get ready to go out and compete in different ways. I roll out of bed, put my jersey on, put my shorts on, put my sweats on, and went and competed. That's just how I got ready. And so... Um, Friends of mine at the time, um, we'd been throwing together for a while. Nick Anastasiades is here. Uh, he's also discus thrower and hammer thrower, um, same time when I was there. 
Um, he says, after the meet, he says, let's go to dinner. I was like, well, okay, I'll go to dinner. All right, all right fine. <laughs> and that's actually where I end up meeting um, my wife, who just happens to be the sister of Beth Anastasius now, who was actually, when she was here, Beth Manzak, she played on the golf team. So we're actually all a bunch of ducks, um, which works out really great family-wise. We, you know, we don't have any arguments that way. <laughs> so um, the, uh, the meet, I find out later that, because, um, you know, I, I was really cleaned up, looked really good when I was throwing no. Um, but that night I actually shaved and put on some nice clothes and that sort of thing. And so um, we're getting ready to go. And I just remembered that um, my wife Jennifer had said to her sister, who is that? Because she'd seen me throw and I didn't look anything like I was when I threw. So I actually cleaned up a little bit. Um, and so and then, of course, um, it's great having my, my three kids here tonight because they didn't, you know, they weren't around when I was throwing. And so just this, this for them to get to see, um, I think that's, that's really important, um, especially because, um, you know, for, I think it was said well, you know, for me being here, it's, this is great, but I think you forget about all of the, you know, what it means to other people that are, you know, really help get you there. And so really, I got to, for my last, he's not around anymore, darn it, but Stuart Toger, what a coach. Um, believing in me, you know, saying, no, you're going to throw the hammer, cut off. He's like, first year, no upper body lifting, you're throwing the hammer. Coach, I don't know what the hammer is. You know, I'm like, okay, I'll throw the hammer. And just the belief that he had in me was just incredible. Um, and he, he wasn't the nicest guy. Some of you I know are out here know who Stuart is and um, incredible coach, knew what to do to get everything out of you as an athlete. So um, in his memory, definitely, um, what an what incredible coach. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Congratulations indeed. We have more Hall of Fame interviews coming up after this, and we'll do some baseball at the end of the show as well here on the Oregon Sports Network from Learfield. Summer starts here at your local Toyota dealer. Come in for huge savings on great Toyotas like the adventurous RAV4, the sleek Venza, and the Ruby Highlander. For more information, visit Toyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. As my family continued to grow, I realized I'd have to replace my beloved Jeep with something that has, well, more seats. I'm Jason Hines, country financial rep and father of seven. Whether you're upgrading from your sporty ride with no room for a car seat or finally replacing your well-loved beater that still has a cassette player, you'll want the right protection for your new car. Work with a country financial rep like me and get the protection you need at a price you can afford. Learn more at takesimplesteps.com or contact a local country representative. Summer starts here at your local Toyota dealer. Come in for huge savings on great Toyotas like the adventurous RAV4, the sleek Venza, and the Ruby Highlander. For more information, visit Toyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. This is Duck Insider, presented by On Point Community Credit Union on the Oregon Sports Network from Learfield. Right now, our country feels divided, but there's a place where people are coming together. I was nervous to talk to someone so different than me. Me too. 
Love Has No Labels and One Small Step are helping people with different political views, beliefs, and experiences connect through conversation, and it feels good. This conversation gives me hope. It gives me a lot of hope, too. Take a step toward bringing our country and your community together. Start a conversation at lovehasnolabels.com slash one small step. A message from StoryCorps, Love Has No Labels, and the Ad Council. When you went car shopping, you meant business. You ace vehicle history searches and test drives. You out salesmen to the salesman. Now you've got your wheels. If you manage that, you can get your retirement plan on track. Visiting aceyourretirement.org can help. With 401k tips and smart saving strategies, you'll have the info you need to get more for your future. Go to aceyourretirement.org because when it comes to speeding past financial challenges, you're an ace. Brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. Before there was Kelly Graves, there was Jody Runge, the women's basketball coach uh, who led Oregon to eight straight NCAA tournament appearances from 1994 to 2001. Back-to-back Pac-10 championship coach in 1980, 98, and 1999, and then through the year of 2000. So Joey Mack was able to catch up with her as she was inducted into the Oregon Hall of Fame. You know, I want to uh, start with with maybe you telling us a little bit about that first season when you took the job, and and, and we we've all I think read about. Uh, I've certainly learned a lot about uh, in getting ready to talk with you just about the turnaround and how fast it was. Can you tell us a little bit about that first season and when you took the job? Um, <clears throat> well, I guess the first memory I have about that was the press conference uh, when they introduced me at the University of Oregon as the head coach, and. Uh, um, and the register guard reporter asked me what I thought about being uh, the worst paid coach in the league. And I said, well, what does it pay? Because uh, at, as, at my former job at, as an assistant at the University of Missouri, I was making $20,000 a year, so I thought it probably paid more than that, or at least that. So I said, well, I can work just as hard as anybody else does. Um, so that's where we started it. And then I think that, as Coach Graves said, you know, I, I did want to ask you just about the, the legacy that you built, and, and, and then it's continued here. Just how proud are you of that? Well, <clears throat> I mean, we, we were fortunate to um, have some great players, like inherited um, Arian Boyer and um, had uh, Debbie Sporsich and Sarah Wilson. So we had <clears throat> a strong uh, base of players to start with. We didn't start from scratch. And um, they were so excited to buy into what we were doing and and the system we were trying to put in. And um, it took a while to learn how to win. Um, But once they really bought in, um, it just started clicking. And I remember uh, in the first um, weekend of the Pac-10 season, we beat UCLA. And we were, um, I don't know, there weren't very many people at the game. And at that time, Lisa Leslie was playing at USC. And by the following uh, Saturday, I think we probably had about three or 4,000 people at the games. So we kind of kicked it off, you know, right away. And, and that, um, I think the biggest memory for me about our players with regard to that weekend was just how appreciated they felt by this community. And this community just continued to hold up um, supporting us and all of our successes. And it really made our players feel appreciated and um, 
and really motivated them to work hard at being successful. You've you touched on a few. Do you have some favorite memories during your time? <laughs> well, you know, you think about memories and they're not about Pac-10 championships. They're about moments um, of, you know, having moments with players, walks with players, um, you know, talks with players um, that are impactful. And, um, I mean, there are fun stories like, you know, getting on the plane in San Francisco and one of our players, Cindy Edamura, was a huge Journey fan. And we walked in and Steve Perry was sitting in uh, first class. <laughs> and so she's walking ahead of me. And so I mentioned to him that she's a huge fan. Um, and he gets up while we're on the plane and goes back and visits with her. And so it's those small, you know, memories, I think, that are more memorable than, than the Pac-10 championships or any games we won. You've touched, touched on and talked about a lot of, of just the moments with players. I mean, and, and then the other side of that is we've heard from so many athletes on that side of it tonight that have talked about how coaches have, have helped them. I mean, just what's that relationship like in, in your mind and just how rewarding can it be as a coach? Well, I think it's different with each of them. And um, I think my role was just about, um, you know, giving them, you know, what they needed or what they didn't need. I mean, just helping them become the best player that they could become and helping them um, understand their roles. I think one of the things about the program that we had was that um, if people could come in onto the court and do their job, they could play as long as they were doing their job. And, and we were able to play a lot of players deep into our bench um, from time to time, which kept a lot of people happy. And, um, you know, we didn't just play a few players. And, and because of the system that we put in, uh, the players bought into that. And, and it helped with the camaraderie of the, of the relationships between the players. And, um, and we were just able to have a lot of success. And part of that was, um, I think it was my second year, um, I had worked with Coach Kent and, and my assistant, Fred Litzenberger, at Colorado State when I was an assistant there. And we were talking about another player that was trying to get a job at Iowa State University and talking about I was looking for an assistant. And, and Litz was a head coach at a small college in Colorado. And, and he you know, said to me, well, do you, would you consider hiring me? And I'm like, how fast can you get here? <laughs> and, um, and I think Litz was a, a huge part of our winning two Pac-10 championships. And then, and then after I left, went on to help the men's program win two Pac-10 championships, and um, unfortunately, he passed away this, this last summer, but, um, you know, he was a huge part of our success, for sure. So many successes, and you've touched on just the, the memories, and, you know, I think that, the, that it's safe to say, and in my opinion, I'm curious for, for your perspective, just the, the way that you helped push the women's basketball program forward, and, and Coach Graves touched on it just helping this program get to where it is now. You had a lot to do with that. Just what does that mean to you now as you look back on your time? Well, um, you know, I love Rich Brooks, and he hired me, and he was the football coach and the athletic director at the time that he hired me. And um, I think he didn't realize that he had hired this extremely competitive person. And, um, and after the first year, we were picked last and finished third behind um, USC and Stanford. And we were having trouble recruiting um, because the other coaches were saying, hey, you probably don't want to go there. She's not paid very well, and she doesn't have a multi-year contract. So we were talking, you know, about 
I know it doesn't cost anything for a multi-year contract. You know, we don't do that for women's sports. And, you know, I was making $40,000 a year. I thought, well, I can sell pharmaceutical products for that. I might as well push him on it. So I did. <laughs> and, and um, you know, it just, it was okay. And he resigned after that year and won a Rose Bowl. So we were all happy about it after that. <laughs> well, I know everybody... I just want to say thank you for, for being here tonight and thank you for what you've done to, to help pave the way for what we're seeing. You know, Rob began tonight talking about the Go Do Anything campaign and, and the anniversary of Title IX, and I, I just think that's such a special thing to, to reflect on a little bit here for, for all of us in sports tonight. And I, I'm just curious, any final thoughts, uh, if we miss anything? Well, I was a recipient of a scholarship, um, you know, in 1980, um, right after Title IX, and and we had always played in front, and I played at Kentucky and we had always played in front of big crowds and I grew up in Iowa and we had always played in front of big crowds and um, so it was strange to me my first job was at the University of Florida which you know there's a whole lot of nice weather and things to do other than go to um, college sports and it just always was weird to me that you know people didn't come and watch women's basketball at some of the other institutions that that I um, had coached at but you know the credit is due to this community. You know, this community is the one that um, helped us recruit and helped us, you know, build a program that young women felt appreciated and supported and loved. And, uh, you know, I just can't thank you enough for that. Congratulations. Thank you. Awesome. Really cool. That was a couple Hall of Fame interviews. Uh, we got one more segment coming. We're going to do a little baseball. I'm going to bring in Ryan Milano, the sports director at KWVA. We're going to talk some storylines we're looking forward to. The regional round getting going. Oregon Sports Network from Learfield, from Learfield will be back. After two years of construction, my wife and I finally moved into our dream home. So when a bathtub fixture broke, causing major water damage, I was glad we had the home insurance protection we needed. How do you know your home is protected? Talk to a country financial rep like me, Nick Simon. We can help you understand your options and select coverages to meet your needs. Then if something happens to your home, you won't have any surprises. Need the right coverage for your home but not sure where to start? Visit TakeSimpleSteps.com or contact a local country representative. Money isn't interested in the fact that you dream of going to Greece. And it doesn't pace at night wondering how you'll pay for braces three times. The point is, money without people is just money. Only people can use it to run the family ranch, buy their first house, or adopt a happy old dog. To us, the powerful thing about money isn't money at all. It's helping you harness the power of yours. On Point. People are the point. Federally insured by NCUA. Equal housing opportunity. More Duck Insider coming up on the Oregon Sports Network from Learfield. Cheek and Stem. A message brought to you by the Ad Council. 
Steven. Who said that? Me, down here. Ugh, what are you, a yellow booger? I'm a banana slug, Steven. What are you doing in my room? I'm your sense of adventure. It's been a long time since we've had an adventure in the forest. Mom took me to the forest last year. I'm a slug, Steven. It took me a long time to get here. You're right. I should get out. Yeah, the forest is not that far away. Hey, Mom, come to the forest where the more adventurous you lives. Check out discovertheforest.org for cool places nearby. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service and the Ad Council. Welcome back to Duck Insider. The first round of the NCAA baseball tournament getting going. The regional round. We're ready for it. Ryan Milano is here with me. We're going to talk about some storylines we're excited about. Ryan, why don't we go to that graphic here briefly just so we can remind the fans of what's going on. Obviously, we're paying attention to what's going on in the Louisville Regional. Louisville is the 12 seed. Michigan, Oregon, southeastern Missouri, where Coach Waz got his start. But zooming out from that, Ryan, I, for one, am looking at a pretty interesting regional in Statesboro. Georgia Southern, the 16 overall national seed hosting, but the number two is Notre Dame, could have hosted. The three there. Texas Tech, a couple weeks ago, they were, like, ranked in the top ten nationally. That's the three in that regional. And not to mention UNCG, they they have some bats there. Shout out to our board ops uh, and our board op today, Mitchell Lee and Winston-Salem, right next to uh, Greensboro there. But th- that's, that's a regional I'm going to be paying attention to. We might see some fireworks and an upset there. What are you looking at? Well, I, I agree with you in terms of that regional. I was surprised that Notre Dame didn't get a host. I, I know yeah. that that was a lot of the talk, especially a team in Notre Dame that at one point in the middle of the season, late middle of the season, was number one in the country. They, I mean, Louisville, Oregon's going to run into potentially in, in that regional. That really was a turning point in Notre Dame season where the Fighting Irish got swept by mm. Louisville, and then it seemed like it brought a little bit of a downward spiral and led to them almost as a surefire host, not hosting at all. And how so, about how about around the Pac-12, though? So, obviously, two Pac-12 hosts, the Stanford Regional, the Cardinal are the number two overall seed, winners of 16 in a row, uh, winning the Pac-12 baseball tournament, and then the Corvallis Regional with uh, Vanderbilt and uh, historically great Vanderbilt team san diego who oregon saw early in the season uh the toreros took three out of four games against the ducks so that that's challenging but what stands out in the pac-12 for you in the regional round well for me it's looking a lot at ucla i think that the bruins are a team that's built like a team that can go far so that's that's in auburn ucla uh, southeastern Louisiana and Florida State there. So UCLA, we know they can pitch. Are they healthy enough? Can they score enough runs? Well, and I think that that Oregon State game might lead to, okay, they can score a little bit of runs. And and for a team like UCLA that has so many arms, I think <laughs> well, they're Well, talk more about that game season. that you're mentioning. The, the, what was the score of that game? Something I think like it was 25 like 25. to 22, something like that. It was out of control, that game. But, but when you have yeah. arms like UCLA does, and I, I mean, I think that's an outlier – from both sides and a lot of emotions running high on, on both sides trying to get to that 
championship game in the inaugural Pac-12 tournament. I, I think that UCLA is a team that has the arms that can compete with these one seeds, mm-hmm. even though they aren't one. So I, I think that UCLA, in terms of an unseeded Pac-12 team that can make some noise, I think it might be the Bruins. And then, of course, Arizona, we should mention, they're going to be in Coral Gables, the Miami Hurricanes hosting that regional, Ole Miss in that one as well. We're back in the pack. We're back in the pack. Thank you to everybody, Ryan, Scott, Mitchell back in the studio. We're back with more Duck Insider tomorrow. We'll have uh, all the prep that you could ever want for the Ducks and the Wolverines. It's the Oregon Sports Network from Learfield. Go Ducks. America, your children have an amazing superpower. That's right. They can help save lives by simply washing their hands. Just 20 seconds of thorough hand washing after they've coughed or sneezed or been outside can help fight against the dastardly spread of germs. Armed with only soap and water and hands, your superhero can protect you, your family, and everyone out there in America land. Amazing. Find out more at coronavirus.gov. A message from the CDC and the Ad Council. In the pretend universe, kids play with pretend guns. In the real world, it's up to us to make sure they don't get their hands on a real gun. If you have a gun in the house, keep it locked, unloaded, and stored separately from ammunition. Safe gun storage saves lives. Learn how to make your home safer at nfamilyfire.org. That's nfamilyfire.org. Brought to you by N Family Fire, Brady, and the Ad Council. Uh-oh, Brad's buzzed. Oh, yeah? Yeah, he's starting with the woots. <laughs> And now a speech. I just want to say that friendship is about heart. Heart and brain. Who's with me? Good thing is, he knows when he's buzzed. And my brain is saying, when it's time to go home, somebody call me a ride. Love that guy. Me too. Know your buzzed warning signs? Call for a ride when it's time to go home. Buzz driving is drunk driving. A message from NHTSA and the Ad Council. Okay, forest animals. Kids are coming to the forest, and it's up to us to make their visit a good one. Sparrow. Have you practiced the most popular bird songs for the year? Of course. Catchy. I like it. River, how's the temperature? It's a refreshing 52 degrees, man. I love it. Uh, Turtle. He's not here yet, man. Uh, He's late every morning. Okay. Squirrel. The forest has been preparing just for you. To learn more about cool things to do in the forest, visit discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service and the Ad Council. been listening to Doc Insider on the Oregon Sports Network from Learfield, presented by On Point Community Credit Union. Better banking, local solutions. The preceding has been a Learfield presentation of the Oregon Sports Network. Some people just know there's a better way to do things, like bundling your home and auto insurance with Allstate. Or hiring someone to move your piano instead of doing it yourself. So, do things the better way. Bundle home and auto and save up to 25% with Allstate. Bundled savings vary by state and are not available in every state. Saving up to 25% is the countrywide average of the maximum available savings off the home policy. Allstate Vehicle and Property Insurance Company and Affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois.